0: well welcome to the church office podcast my name is gavin smith and it's lovely to welcome you today uh we are a church administration podcast we love to talk about the work that happens behind the scenes uh but one of our passions is to serve churches and to serve pastors and um today we've got a special guest we've got phil swan on from flanethy thank you so much for coming on the podcast mate oh it's a real pleasure gavin real pleasure It's great to have you. And we're going to talk about various things. And I think um, Phil is aware of he's serving as a pastor in Tlenethi Free Evangelical Church. And, you know, you'll you'll fill us in on how long you've been serving various different things. But we want to talk about the pastor. We want to talk about the burdens and the challenges that that they face. And I know there's some operational ones and administration ones, but also there, there are other challenges that they face, and uh, how can we get alongside, how can we support and care for our pastor? So there's a whole range of things we want to cover. So, um, Phil, tell us a bit about um, where you're based and your your bit about your background. Um, well, obviously based in
1: Llanelli, um centre of the universe, uh, <laughs> been here 25 years now, just over 25 years. Brilliant. Uh, before that, we served in a church in Bridgend for about three years and started in ministry, in Pontyfract, in West Yorkshire okay for five wonderful years um but I grew up in southwest London though I am Welsh and uh, my parents moved to the great mission field of London when I was just a month old okay and, wow uh, but that's where I grew up and um yeah I came to Cardiff in 1982 converted 1983 uh reason for being in Cardiff I was training to be a physiotherapist, where I worked until I went into the ministry in 1990. So that's mm-hmm. it, basically.
0: Oh, brilliant. And um, Phil, it's, it's been been great. We've spent quite a lot of time together in the last uh, year, and the church office has kind of been supporting the work a little bit there. Phil, tell us a little bit about how you kind of heard about the church office and how you got connected to us. Well, I
1: originally came across it via one of your podcasts, actually, which you did with Jonathan Thomas. And uh, so uh, that that put me in touch. And I looked up your website, which, of course, is really well put together. And um, it just became, I suppose, highlighting an area of concern that I had. I'm not a natural administrator, tended almost to be slightly suspicious of people who are overly administrative (laughs) (laughs) biased. Um, But I've got to be honest, Gavin, you've been such a breath of fresh air uh, with a real servant heartedness, which has just been abundantly clear not only to myself but but to the officers infinitely um and connecting admin with the work of the gospel. Yeah. so I think uh, that that's really been my my journey into the church office.
0: Oh, mate, I appreciate that. That's kind. And I, I guess that's the uh, the phrase you hear if you listen to the podcast, connecting, you know, everything that we do to the gospel. And and it is so significant, isn't it? Whether you're doing administration, whether you're teaching on a Sunday, uh, we want good gospel doctrine. We want great gospel culture mm-hmm. and we want to see the gospel have its effect in, in every area of ministry, every area of, of church life. So, um, yeah. yeah. Perhaps I could mention there, Gavin, you know, I think I genuinely I was
1: a bit suspicious over the years because I'd encountered quite bad examples of people using process to effectively bang the brakes yeah. on the missional life of the church. And um so I think that I, I used to find that quite frustrating. Yeah. Um, So I, I was a bit suspicious of it, really, or whether yeah, we'd yeah. get bogged down in miles of red tape or something like that but yeah. you know nothing could be further from the truth
0: yeah I, I i think as you get into it there is a it is almost quite liberating or hopefully the process is liberating for 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 pastors to go actually um how we how we delegate how we think about things how we bring a little bit more process and actually when we talk about administration it, it isn't just a skill it is a it is a gift mm-hmm. to the church and if we can identify people in our church with that spiritual gift, um, it can make a really big difference to have somebody alongside a pastor who may be just volunteering, who may be in a part-time role or a full-time role like myself, but um to have that kind of gifting in the church, I, I you do see the difference it can make. Um yeah. do Definitely. you think there are other pastors, Phil, who would be reluctant to to look at this and administration because they've got weaknesses in there themselves and they don't want to adjust those and, and have that exposed in a way. I'm sure there are, and I'm
1: sure the reasons are are very varied. Um, Some pastors, I think probably all pastors to a certain degree can be quite defensive. Okay. So the idea of somebody coming in and, you know, we're going to lift the hood on the or the bonnet on the church and, have a good old rummage around and see how you tick, you know, really can be quite intimidating for some. I think as well, if you're new into ministry and suddenly it's, you know, all hands to the pump to find time to prepare for for ministry, Mm. to get uh, missional projects rolling, pastoral visitation, uh, dealing with pastoral problems on top of that and balancing perhaps transition from secular work into ministry and uh, work-life balance and family that's an awful lot yeah and so to so su- i think for what for the admin stuff you really have to be in a position where you can step right back yeah and be objective yeah and, and be open to constructive criticism yeah. and help uh so i think there probably are different reasons some may have had bad experiences like myself um, and some may even consider you know admin failing to recognize as you said there that it is a spiritual gift yeah uh, but seeing it more as almost an intrusion yeah um, so yeah. yeah I think pastors perhaps sadly can be a bit reluctant but for all sorts of reasons
0: yeah and I think some of the other opposition I've found with other churches is that they they're aware of weaknesses but they they see some of the solutions as being a business and like being business-like and they don't think that the church should be business-like so they they put up a lot of a lot of defenses um and and that can cause people to kind of not not take on board some of some of the recommendations that you might or you can you can see um do you think that's there's some truth in that as well yeah,
1: absolutely. Um and I think that applies to lots of areas of church life, though things are better now. Like, you know, most pretty well all churches have to have a safeguarding policy. Yeah. Yeah. When those first were suggested, or it was a kind of recommendation from the government, yeah. there was all sorts of, you know, this is the world coming into the church and we believe <laughs> this. But nobody blinks at that now. Mm. Yeah. A- and I often think, well, you know, we benefit from things like gift aid. Yeah. Um, so you know that there, there are policies already within church life and um so i think there's a diminishing of nervousness yeah. about this being worldly Yeah. a lot of it's how it's packaged i think and y- yeah. you do a great job with that uh
0: ah, that's oh, that's kind of you that's kind and and the the back office review is the kind of is what we call it and uh basically for those who don't know we would go into a church have a chat to the to the leader or the pastor of the church talk about what you know what are some of the challenges what are some of the frustrations where is their their grace at work um we would speak to trustees speak to individual elders and deacons and it's it, it does take a bit of time because you you get an hour of different people but what you get is a real flavor for what's going on and and you you did open the bonnet and let us in and, and you were extremely humble um but what, what we see, what we can also see is, that, is a whole load of good that's happening behind the scenes in the church and and often just those small little connections and links and in, improving communication, uh, making our meetings more effective. Um, you know, we talked about, Phil, didn't you, that actually your team wanted more of you where you were feeling like, actually, no, I, I don't want to keep pushing forward my agenda, but but you but actually they were saying no no we want you we want to get behind your your leadership and and you've got all those different dynamics going on haven't you for for church offices when they come together and um it's interesting to have some observations from outside and say did you have you thought about this would you would you consider doing it a different way um and um you know you might take one recommendation out of 10 and maybe that one will will make a difference. And. Um, but that, that's been part of the process. And, Phil, would you recommend that to other churches? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, okay. You know, and genuinely, there there really
1: is nothing to be afraid of here. Because yeah. um, I, I think, you know, I can understand people thinking, oh, goodness, you know, what if Gavin came and looked at us, what would he find? You know, it's going to be yeah. terrible. Um, but, you know, if we're really concerned to to be the kind of church that we need to be in terms of our serving of the Lord. Sometimes we have to face up to things that yeah. there are areas that need to improve um, areas that we need to value more. Uh, so I think if your heart is really set on, we want to move forward. Um, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely recommend it. Being open to that. And, and
0: it's yeah. lovely, isn't it? To turn with leaders to something like that, Acts chapter six, yes. and you know, where, where Stephen, you know, is, and his and his colleagues are, are deployed to do something you know they're, they're not they're not going to be teaching they're not going to be necessarily praying in the same way as these leaders are called and there's this lovely deployment isn't there and then you as you read through the text you get to the end of it and you go and the word of god you know expanded it was preached and and there were more disciples and 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 you, you can see that and and as administrators we we read that and go ah, oh, that's that's the part that we can play you know um I'd be a terrible preacher, and I'd be be awful at trying to do what you do, Phil, but but to come alongside you and, and to do something that God's called me to do in uh, kind of organizing, mobilizing, equipping people, problem solving, which is you know all those things are going on in that text, it's lovely to to see that. And so I think I think if we can convince pastors that actually there's a there's a liberation, there's a liberating role here of administration. That, that liberates you as the individual, as the pastor, mm. that you don't get bogged down with church admin, but finding ways that you can release that to enable you to do what God's called you to do. And I think most pastors would love that. Um, but it's it's the bit in between of how do I get to that point? What do I do? Um, which is the hard bit, I think. It, it is. And, you know, I, I, I think very
1: much your involvement with us is rather like that of a school governor. Hmm. Who is to be a critical friend, hmm. and the emphasis is on friend. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, because it's it's clear that you want to see gospel success in the churches that you um that you're you're supporting. So, you know, it's not just criticism. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's far from that. So let's talk about pastors, and 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 you know, we, we the podcast. There are a lot of people who are operations based. You know, who are similar to me. Um. Talk about what it's like as a pastor and the pressures that you face, because that that helps me to approach you or my pastors in a in a different way to how I might just want to bombard them with requests and demands. You know, Um to talk to me about what what life is like as a pastor. <laughs> um Right. Well, it depends. Depends probably
1: at what stage of pastoral ministry you're at, because okay. I think things differ. If you're new into pastoral ministry, it's rather like when I did my first triathlon and someone said, you know, when you start swimming, it's like, you know, basically swimming inside a, wa- a washing machine and uh, <laughs> people trying to break your nose at the same time. And it, it the, the transition from secular work into yeah. pastoral ministry is, is huge for people. Because you come into a context where generally there are no defined boundaries. And uh, I think, you know, the key thing um, in terms of thinking it through, I would say to people, is you now have to think of a way of life rather Mm than, you Mm know, a role as such. Um, Then as you go on in ministry, uh, you get this cumulative pressure effect Mm -hmm. of the needing to prepare maybe two, three good uh messages yeah. a week, uh pastoral engagement, the more the more you get to know people, the more the problems start to come out. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And I think the more your preaching is biblical and the more there really is a work of the spirit within the church community, mm. that will create problems. Yeah. The more your evangelism is effectively connecting with the community, the people who are going to come into your church, they have real problems so the pastoral workload certainly increases the more you go on to ministry and if you're not balancing the work life getting the work-life balance in some semblance Mm -hmm. of uh you know sense there and you're not you know caring for your family and your own needs uh the cumulative knock-on can result in really quite chronic yeah. Exhaustion, yeah. spiritual dryness, lack of ambition, yeah. um, a very defensive mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you factor in some criticisms, yeah. Yeah. which there always will be yeah, yeah. in the life yeah. of the church, um, your ability to maybe work with those becomes seriously diminished. And so as a result of that, um, yeah, sometimes when you've been in ministry a long time, it can be extremely difficult. Uh, burdensome yeah that's probably the wrong thing to say isn't it (laughs) no not at all well i always think of paul you know when he gives that long list of things in two corinthians that he went through but when he's shipwrecked beaten up you know left for dead and then he rounds off at the end but all all day bearing the the pressure of the churches yeah and i think that just sums it up anybody who's been in pastoral ministry yeah for a while gets that straight away
0: and 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 that's wise isn't it you you, you're saying there demands from outside you've got to care for your family you've got to care for all the different you know aspects of church life that are happening and the self-care is the bit that gets lost isn't it you know i i you know your family can be one of the last things you get to but you you do get there but that self-care as a pastor and those who have been in ministry um Talk, talk to us a little bit about that, because you, you've got some experience with this. I know you've written some, you, you've contributed to a book, and I'd, I'd love us to kind of hear, hear hear a little bit more about that, Phil.
1: Um, well, the book isn't so much on self-care. It's actually on what, you know, abusive leadership. Okay. But I think, but we'll we'll I come think, to that next then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do think there's a a connection between the two, because okay. I, I argue very much that that hurt pastors, mm-hmm. and we pastors can be hurt by self neglect. Yes. as well as by extrinsic things or, or yeah. things within the congregation, mm. maybe an attack on their ministry or attempt to undermine it. But a hurt pastor often becomes fertile ground for, sadly, an abusive leadership. Yeah, now, I'm not saying that always happens, but you can put a ring of steel around yourself. You can say, that is never going to happen to me again. Yeah. And in doing so, you, you can tread on people. But coming back perhaps to the issue of self-care, i remember uh, a birthday card i had one year from my parents and so my father had just written that verse from timothy yeah. i can't remember exactly where sorry uh, watch your life and doctrine yeah. for in this you will save both yourself and your heroes.
0: heroes yeah nice
1: so yeah. watching doctrine is something we tend to do quite well yeah. but watching self and the question is what is the self and that mm. that's a very neglected subject in mm. our circles we almost feel we shouldn't be asking that. Yes, but it's something that Scripture presents us with. You know, we're made in the image and likeness of God, but mm. we are embodied spirits. We have a body, yeah, uh, which requires uh, rest and care, as we see with Jesus when he takes human uh, human flesh. Yeah, he honors it mm. by needing sleep, being hungry, being thirsty. Um, so we have to find this balance of recognizing how god has made us and the yes. need for care so things like when i started in ministry somebody said always make sure you have a day off a week yeah and yeah. i think to be honest the first five years when we were in yorkshire that that was pretty good but you know after that it's yes. of gone, gone a bit to pot you know <laughs> um yeah and i i struggle with that yeah. and of course thinking about. You know, a lot of people actually have two days off a week. Mm. Now, one of those is a Sunday. Yeah, the other's probably a Saturday. Uh, they probably have a few evenings in the week. Yeah, where things are different. They're able to come at least come home from work. Yeah, uh, although that's less so now with online stuff. Yeah. Uh, but as I said earlier, the ministry is a way of life. So you have to find what works for you. Yeah. Uh, for some people, it may be you know joining a gym or something like that, getting yes. an hour a day. Uh, For someone else, it might be sitting in a coffee shop and and reading a book uh, or writing a journal or something positive like that. Mm -hmm. Those things can be helpful. But another really big key thing is a lot of people in pastoral ministry become isolated and they become lonely. They don't have friends outside of their marriage. And uh, that, again, is something you have to work at in, in ministry. So, yeah, there's probably loads we could say about self-care. And thankfully, there is a rising awareness of this. I think there is, isn't there? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think churches have a responsibility to to explore that with with the pastor as well as the pastor himself.
0: And I I think you're right. I think people in our roles, if you're you're listening to this as a, a church administration operations or a deacon in that role, you know, you very much have got a responsibility to care for your pastor. You are going to see what they're doing and the effort they're putting in and the effects of the, the heart and, and and the pressure that they face. That, that there are times where you've actually got to step in and say, you need to take a day off, you need to take some time. Um, we need to be the ones who are prompting and saying, Do you know what? When let's have a conversation about a sabbatical. When is that gonna serve you? Because I haven't heard of pastors going on sabbatical for a long time. You know, is, is that just something that's dying out as, as we, you know, enter this kind of new busy world that we seem to all live in? Um, as deacons, you know, we, we should be prompting that and caring for our pastors. So let me really encourage you to do that. Check in on your leader. How are they doing? What can you do to serve them that might take something off their plate that enables them to do what they need to do, or just gives them a bit of room and a bit of space to to be able to have that time. So, Amen. Um, yeah, absolutely, that's going to serve, isn't it? Because you need other people yeah. around you, you that do. actually say.
1: It's very hard for a pastor sometimes to put their hand up and say, I, I need help. Yeah. Um, as it is hard for all of us. Yeah. But, you know, the temptation again in pastoral ministry is somehow to think you're different. Yes, you're special. Now, being yeah. called is one thing, being gifted and equipped is one thing, mm. but being different and special—that yeah. it can easily <laughs> go too far, yeah. you know. Um, so, I think what you said there is really important. It's the principle of not muzzling the ox. Yeah. Uh, so, questions like, "How are you coping financially?" Yeah. Um, "How are things in your marriage?" You know, "How are things with the family?" Yeah. Are the children resenting you? Yeah. Are uh, the children mm-hmm. resenting the church yeah you know because of the time demands we're putting yeah. on you yeah. where are you going on holiday this year yeah uh, well why why only that is it because you can't afford it or yeah. i think having that sort of conversation most pastors probably even if you, churches don't have the resources yeah yeah but i think having the conversation can yeah. actually be really helpful
0: yeah, I think you're on something there. I hadn't even thought about holidays. hadn't even thought about that. But even just you know, the cost of living rises. How many pastors have had a pay rise in the last two years yeah. to support them through that? And it's very difficult, isn't it, to if you're a single pastor in a church to go, hang on, I'm I need more more pay here or more money here because you you you're aware that everyone else in your church is struggling, and it feels wrong to say, can I have some more? but but so let's do the work and um i you know i was at a a seminar talking to administrators you know before and saying actually you know sometimes we might have to actually build some of this into people's contracts when we're hiring them mm-hmm. how can i make sure that in 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 somebody's contract that we employ them that they've got opportunity to go to conferences to relate to people mm-hmm. that they've got time built in for sabbaticals um, that where there are busy seasons, we are giving extended and longer holidays to people. Um, let's write some of this stuff that, that it's written down, so it's easy for for somebody in that role as a pastor to be prompted to go. Do you, can I can I just point to that? Can we can we just have a review of that and and see that happen in the next two months or whatever
1: absolutely um, I, I mean the principle of continuous professional development is obviously yeah. there in most professions uh but it's, it's it's rarely laid down in a in a more formal way within yeah. ministry and i'm really grateful one of the older deacons here who's actually uh, retired as a deacon now is very strong on that with me yeah and, and the church resourcing financially yes. uh, things like purchase of books Going on conferences and, and investing like that, I think is yeah. is really important. And as well as all that stuff we've talked about, there's always the big question, which mm-hmm. is Pastor, how are things with your soul? Yeah. You know, yeah. how is your prayer yeah. life? Yeah. And I I think friends are really helpful there. Mm. But again, if we're not careful, we become effectively unaccountable. Yeah. Not by dint of a resistance of accountability, but there is no process mm. or no people lack the confidence mm. to ask that of a pastor. Yeah. the Easiest way to do it is to say to a pastor, what can I pray for you about this week? Yeah. I, I have a friend who does that to me every week. What can I pray <laughs> for you this week? And yeah. they, they, they do it and yeah. they come back to me about it. And, you know, that's when you get to know someone's heart.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So let's be encouraged to take take those on board. And and I think it's hard, you know, it's hard for me to uh, to regularly remember what it's like for, for Pete and Lewis and Barbara. As they carry the burden for our church. It is so easy for me just to forget, to think about my process, my agenda. So um, so if anything, let's let's hear this and just go no, I another, position myself. Go on
1: one really quick. Thing. The key thing that pastors need is prayer. Okay. Uh, because I I can remember my first few months in ministry. I hadn't been in Yorkshire very long with the senior pastor, took time off, Mm. and I was just there, Mm. completely out of my depth, (laughs) struggling. Um, But I remember saying to my wife one day, if I just stayed in my study all day, didn't see anyone, didn't have any meetings, no commitments, I would still be exhausted at the end of the day with the awareness of the spiritual battle." Mm. And it really does ratchet up yeah. in leadership. Yeah. And that's where there's a real need for prayer.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, and Nigel Ring has encouraged us before about praying together as deacons and elders um, and those in kind of operational roles, because you you do... When, when you hear your pastor pray, you hear the burdens and what's on their hearts. What are the challenges that they're facing? And so to be in the room together to do that, um, I love being in the room doing that. So I can hear Pete's heart and go, I could do something about that. I could help in some way. Um, you know what can we, you know, what fences do we need to put up just to defend him a little bit this on this issue, or you know, they just those things are great. So, real encouragements there. I, I feel that's so helpful for people. I think, and and I mean, it's helpful for me sitting here as a reminder. So, um no, that's great. So let's talk about your um your book then and your contribution. Fill us in on on what's happening there because you've also got a conference coming up, and um, yeah. you know, let's let's encourage people to to those things. Well, it, it it the book's called Challenging Leaders. Yeah. There you go. Cha-ching. Not not the best cover, but there we
1: are. It's uh <laughs> it's basically been produced by Affinity, which is the old British Evangelical Council. Yeah. And there's a whole host of people who've contributed to this in different ways. Uh, and it's really looking at the the very sad but situation we've got to face in churches mm-hmm. that leadership can go astray. And it can become destructive. Yeah. And so what we've tried to do is put together a book that that acknowledges this. We've got to get yeah. our own house in order as leaders, but at the same time seeks to be constructive. So, mm-hmm. for example, what is healthy church leadership? What does good church process look like in yeah. relation to abuse of power in church? So things yeah. like complaints process, whistleblowing. Are these safeguarding issues? Are yeah. they not? And the thing that's really closest to my heart um, is the issue of how do we care pastorally for people who come to us who've been hurt and damaged by church. Yeah, Yeah. I have to say it can be church leaders who've been hurt and damaged, um, but it also can be people who've been on the receiving end of uh, uh, of what some like to call spiritual abuse or pastoral yeah. malpractice or abuse of power in a Christian context. So the, that's the book. It's, um, if you, it's called challenging leaders, most Christian books, sellers have it, um, have a think about that. I think it at least will stimulate a conversation. Yeah. It hasn't necessarily got all the answers. Yeah. Uh, and it, we're running a, a sort of a, a mornings conference in Cardiff on May the 20th. Correct. Uh, again, affinity are actually looking to run, all through the country and wales is first great and uh, so it's going to be it is may the 20th (laughs) we're going to be held in the heath church in cardiff on Witchurch road they've been really accommodating they're going to provide us with bacon butties and uh, it's an early morning start it'll run through to about half one so we jam pack stuff in there looking at what is healthy church culture um, what is the effect of abusive leadership on people what do what do we need to understand about that? How can we yeah. care? And a good session on process as well, with plenty of time for Q and A.
0: Great, commercials over. <laughs> hey, commercials over. Hey, I'm always up for promoting these things. Yeah, they 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 serve people, and that that's wonderful. Um, do you, do you, do people need to book in, or is there? Have you got the links that you can pass on to me to to promote?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll let you know the links. Uh, but yes, pre booking would be a massive help.ful In terms of the how much bacon we need. <laughs> there is a small charge but the charge will include the opportunity to have a copy of the book okay so i think there's a two-tier pricing system so if you've already got the book obviously you don't want necessarily two copies yeah um but if you haven't got it it's a way of getting the book but uh you don't it's just say it's not just for church leaders it's okay. for anyone who's got a heart and a prayerful concern about the issue of abuse of power in yeah. the local church which sadly we're hearing a lot more about
0: yeah we are we are and, and if you've
1: been on the receiving end of that we really hope the day will be a help to you yeah
0: okay that's that's useful that's helpful and phil i mean you've become a bit of a go-to pastor um on these kind of you know soul care things i know you you run a stream for the wales leadership forum don't you and um have you is there anything that's up and coming that 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 leaders can can connect into on that side of things if someone's listening to the podcast, going. I'm on my own and I'm struggling. Where do I go if you're not part of an organisation or, you know, affiliation in any way? Um, Yeah. Any thoughts on that?
1: That is a really big question. Um, Where where do we go? If you're not part of an affiliation, I I suppose something like, you know, dropping an email to the uh, Soul Care Network at Wales Leadership Forum. That will come through to me. Um, I I obviously don't have all the answers, but I am quite well networked and can usually put put you in touch with somebody who you can at least grab a coffee with and and talk and begin perhaps to develop um, a a supportive friendship in ministry. You know, I I do worry, Gavin, about pastors and church leaders who are isolated. Yeah. Um, And we really encourage and say, you know, we there is a better way and yeah. there are people out there who aren't just going to want to make life more difficult for you yeah. but genuinely want to pray for yeah. you listen to you and support you so yeah i mean to be honest that there aren't a lot of natural points of reference if you're okay. not already connected but soul care is probably a good way the other way would be just to drop a line to the someone like the evangelical movement of wales um yeah. so i i have trustee that involved with church leaders so again that would probably come through to myself or someone like mark thomas in in north wales there is help out there
0: yeah that's great and if you do find yourself in that situation you know pick up a phone Mm. to to somebody you know let somebody know how you're doing and um you know yeah be honest and i think um that that's a great starting point Phil, you know, in terms of pastors who uh, are carrying this kind of operational burden, you know, the church office can can jump in and help. Um, So, you know, if you're listening to this, please go and check out our website. There are there are policies, there are helpful starters, even if it just gives you a bit of confidence. Um, and some hopefully some encouraging articles to help you think about some of the stuff that we do behind the scenes and if there's something that the church office can do that can serve you or you'd like to know more about the back office review then please drop us a line um at questions at the christ at the churchoffice.co.uk and we'll connect in with you and um yeah hopefully serve you in some way um phil thank you so much for your time thanks for coming on the podcast and just sharing your heart and telling us uh, a little bit about your link with the church office uh, it's been great to work with you mate and um, if there's anything else we can do to serve you and the church there like pick up the phone and get in contact we, we love you guys over there in, in so uh, it's good to have a Welshman on the podcast
1: <laughs> well really appreciate it Calvin. and uh, genuinely you, you've been a great servant of our church and the cause of the gospel here in Philatley so uh, we, we really appreciate that thank you
0: uh, thank you very much. Well, like like I said before, if you've got any topics or questions that you'd love the podcast to cover, then please get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and thank you for connecting with us today. We'll see you again soon. Bye.